Uh, I'm just coming off of a cold here, so you'll have to pardon me if I sniffle a little bit. Do you, do you uh, when you get sick, do you like actually get, well, I know the answer to this. You're pretty functional when you're sick. I've seen you. Uh, relatively, and I guess. Do, do you do this thing where you like you store up your sickness and then you just like crash out after a few days? I think I do that normally. It's not sickness. It's just overextending. <laughs> it's just life. <laughs> overextending yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, my my dad used to have a lot of bluster about uh, I don't get sick, and 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 it's kind of uh, I've inherited his genes. It's kind of true. Like I I'll I'll be sort of like I'll be like down thirty percent on the little like uh, what do they call those games where it's like two dimensional fighting games and you've got the status bars. Your little hit points. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm down like thirty percent or so. I'm a little spacey, but uh, with a little bit of Dayquil, I'm more or less functional. But then the 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 problem is I've got like all this congestion afterwards. Just sort of the after effect is terrible. And and uh, but you know the 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 sickness is tameable. Anyhow, that's a long way to saying I'll, I'll try to mute it, but I might have to do some sniffles here and there, which is which is always painful. But we were uh, it's 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 uh, it's just our high production values. Ex- exactly. I mean, we, we want it. We want it to be uh, we are from the school of uh, I don't know. I don't know what it, you would call it. It's just realism. We, it doesn't have to be gritty, but we want high fidelity to what actually happened. We don't want to polish it over and gloss it. It's got it's got to be real. So we a couple of weeks ago we were at the uh, the worldwide kickoff for uh, for Pivotal. It was fun. Like we uh, on the last day, our our team ran an unconference, which I think went stupendously well. It's it's always a little interesting to see how an unconference will work, but everyone was engaged in it, and it was also you know I I think I was thinking it's uh, it was sort of. Uh, appropriate to a lot of the stuff that our team does that we would be running at unconference because we do a lot of meetups and conference runnings and stuff like that and you and i were just talking before recording this we have a a new conference coming up in the fall what called a uh, platform right yeah i've uh i've done a lot of conferences and a lot of unconferences actually and as you noted we're we're gonna have a it's it's called platform spring one so it's it's sort of an evolution of spring the spring conference, but then we're wrapping more of the pivotal capabilities and narratives around that, that Java ecosystem to tell, you know, really the whole story that you need to connect the dots to deliver, you know, whatever you're trying to do software wise, you're probably going to need to deploy some, you're probably going to need some data. You're probably going to have some process that you manage and communicate your, your, your products roadmaps and there's a bunch of that stuff that Pivotal's pretty pretty good at, and, and you know, well suited to have some discussions. And so we're going to kind of put everything together under that banner and have a big conference that's sort of Pivotal's. I don't know. I kind of think of it as Pivotal's coming out party. Yeah. No. I, I think I remember hearing about us putting this together uh, maybe around the summer or so when I first heard about it. I forget, but it does. You know, we have we have a, a spring one conference that back when I was an analyst, I used to go to that a lot. It was it was fun. And and I think and there's also in the Cloud Foundry community, we have the CF Summit, the Cloud Foundry Summit. And I think I think it is like now is like the exact right time to kind of in in sort of like the pivotal wheelhouse merge together that really like a developer and also operation sort of centric thing. That's that's. I, I think it's good to have like CF have it, you know, the the open source community have its own like summit around it to talk about that project and everything. 
But I think I think we've got enough interesting stories to tell. And, you know, we always talk about having an opinionated stack. And, and as I've been talking with customers and prospects more, they're always very interested in like, what is that, right? Like, what is the pivotal way of doing things? And I'm, I'm looking forward in the conference having sort of nailing down as much as you can nail that jelly to a tree, like nailing down what that looks like and getting it documented pretty well, um, more, more in the, the sort of pivotal realm of doing things. I think some of that will happen, but I also think that we're, we're in a period of exploration and I don't, I don't mean pivotal, just the industry in general and the types of things that you see evolving in, in our products and our process are, are not really going to slow down in, in my opinion. And then I'd also add that what we're trying to do with platform spring one here is not just say, okay, like here's the developers and here's like an operations conference, which, you know, knowing my background and some of the stuff I did that is, is obvious, but like, what does it take to holistically deliver software? Mm. What, what does it take to, to manage the, the, the process? What does it take to think about the, the databases, the data science, all these things design there's there's not one thing that you can isolate in some some sense that's the most important thing. All of them holistically need to be handled. And I think that Pivotal's in a somewhat unique position with experience across that spectrum to put together those conversations. And and we don't want this to just be a kind of a pivotal infomercial. Uh, we we obviously have a, a business we're trying to build, but at the same time we and we're we're working on on nailing down some of the some of the keynotes and some of the other people that will be there but but I think you'll see a a program that offers a wide spectrum of opinions that has a lot of perspectives and and even if you think about the you know internals of pivotal and how we see things you know from from role to role with responsibility to responsibility there, there's sort of a pivotal way, but like each one of those perspectives ha- has an aspect that they are going to optimize for, right? And so, like, how do you optimize that whole system at once? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, it's interesting you use the word holistic because it's something that I've been thinking through recently. Is uh, I'll just rattle off a bunch of phrases that we've used in like software forever. There's like solutions and end to end and turnkey and holistic, but all of these things, I, you know, I think holistic and end to end are the best ones. D- don't say platform. <laughs> exactly. But you, you know, it, it's, it's even, it's even something that, that is that definitely the platform is a huge, that I should say a platform is a huge part of, but the holistic thing is like all this other stuff that that comes into account, and and I'm bringing this point up because there's uh, most of the visits with people out there I've been on recently, like most recently with with one of the uh, bigger retailers here that's a, that's a customer of ours. What what people are looking for is like the answer of how to do all aspects of software, like completely from the the strategic planning part of it down to the project management of it to like writing the software, what version control to use. And then of course, to the platform part where to deploy it and run it. And, and I, and I think, I think the, the theme of, of the platform conferences as you were alluding is right is, is I, 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 I would love to find this reference because then I wouldn't have to travel as much with all the people we have to explain it. But like, there's not really a good, uh, 
a good cat anything that's captured how all the stuff is going on at the moment and to your point and to my funny thing about nailing jelly to a tree i think i don't think it, there will be anything that's like perfectly uh frozen in time or etched in stone for a couple of years now and so in a situation like that you want to get people who are practitioners and let's call them vendors slash theoreticians, <laughs> the people who are coming up with probable and, and, and helpful ways to solve the problems, and also the people who are trying to solve the problems. You want to get them together to start discussing it more and more, which I think we've seen a lot of that happening in the, uh, the sort of operational and, and, and the, the, um, the high-scale space in, in things like DevOps days and Velocity. But but I, I still am like hungering for the more uh, the more as always talking like having having that more holistic view where it's not only the developers and operators talking but also the product managers the the and even the business people who are kind of going over how they're they're using these things to to shape it and uh, I don't know it'll be interesting to see who we get to to come talk to it but but that's my hopes and dreams for the conference plus I've never been to the Aria so I can see what that's like. Well, we need to cross that off the list. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I think that the vision uh, that we have is to put together that that space where all those personas can kind of have a conversation, and and you know, obviously, want to feature some of the stuff we do, and some of the customers we have, and and the way that those transformations are unfolding. But we want to we want to have an open dialogue as well with the with the industry, and we're definitely hoping to bring in some. Some of the people that people are already familiar with, they're kind of talking about, you know, the rest of the buzzwords around microservices and continuous delivery and DevOps and the rest of it. Well, well let me let me ask this. This uh, you you have a, a interesting moment from your past where where you're introducing different pe- groups of people together in this big chain of doing software, and that was it. Two thousand seven that you gave that talk at some agile conference that was like. Hey developers, you should care about your software when it's running in production. <laughs> that, that was probably 2008. Okay, and 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 like so, I imagine, and and then going through lots of DevOps things, like you sort of witnessed marrying these two groups of people together who who didn't really talk with each other. And and if if we think about all those personas we were talking about, like what are some common, I don't know, sort of like conversations of ways of getting them to talk together or, or interact with each other more that from, from your previous history of joining kind of two disparate silos together that uh, you might think would be helpful for people to think through. Yeah, I think there's, I want to, I want to come back to another topic about conferences in a minute, but for now in this, in this day and age, I think that a lot of people just kind of get into their function And, and in many ways are, our behaviors are reinforced to do that, especially in larger organizations where you just think about your function. And there's some, there's some. I can't remember. And I'll look it up and we'll post it in the notes. But there's, there's actually a, a a word for that and and a way of protest where if you just do what your job is, then it, it you can basically prove that everything will fall apart and stop. So in some real measurable sense, the health of an organization. And the and the throughput and the and the functionality is is predisposed and dependent on everyone not doing their job, doing all those little things that fill in the gaps between the functions. Mm, right. And, and and taking that a step farther, and we saw this in the conversations around DevOps, and obviously the kind of trying to marry those two two groups together has been a big part of my career over the last few years, but. 
in in many cases the you know the fashion and tribalism that rules everything humans do makes it so that we don't even see the other and you know by definition they are the other group as as actual humans so there's there's a lot of things you can do just by getting people in the same room just by putting them in proximity when you walk by someone's desk and you see the the picture of their kids you know framed on the on the desk that just kind of changes the dynamic because now they're they're a human being they're you know bob or or cote instead of just this other thing that keeps making these requests that don't match exactly the lifestyle i want to optimize for yeah i mean to a certain extent it's just like uh realize that there are other people <laughs> they're they're probably more similar to you than you think they are <laughs> which which i i think i think is a uh is a fair way of uh it's it's always a good thing to point out like i uh it, it makes me think like our our son is in kindergarten and uh you know it's odd to send your children as you well know off to like some other authority for a huge part of their day and therefore their life and uh, it's easy to get caught in the trap of of thinking that the authorities at school are someone else. But as long as you go and talk to them and get to know them, like uh, you're kind of on the same team and everything works out well. But you have to make that step to to reach out and and, and go deal with them. Yeah, once once you humanize someone else, it might, makes it much harder to do things that would be whatever. And and in contrast, my my son has gotten into watching those uh you know the BBC does these great HD like uh like animal series like I don't know, some six-part series narrated by David Attenborough on like caves and oceans and stuff. And man, I don't know if you know this, but in the animal kingdom, stuff is brutal. They are not nice. They they just like will eat you without really thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's kind of their job. <laughs> that's that's right, exactly. And and it almost feels like, you know, to some extent the uh the corporate structures can be like that. You got to uh, you got to find some way to get that nice balance like in Finding Nemo where the seagull likes the fish in the tank. I don't know how that happened, but they became friends by talking with each other instead of uh eating each other. So I don't know how this applies across a a full organization. It would be an interesting exercise to try to do. But once a long time ago when I was doing uh, an engagement in a, inside of an organization, we just had the developers and operations in the room. And it, I kind of made this up on the spot as an exercise, but it just turned out so well that, that I've, I've done it a few times. And, and I made uh, our team kind of do this uh, earlier in one of our, in one of our offsites. But you, you have all these people that sort of know by job title, like these other people exist, but they don't really know what they do and they rarely understand why they do it or how they think they're adding value. So what I, what I did in this exercise is I tried to match people in the room that had the, the least knowledge of each other, at least understanding of each other. And I, I paired them up and we spent an hour and both of them had to get to know what the other person did. And then the exercise was each person had to write a quote-unquote press release, you know, a paragraph or two, about the other person and how they, you know, a little bit about their personality and their, you know, accomplishments in their career, but then really focus on how they add value to the organization. And that that exercise just changed the dynamics in that in that room and, and it, I don't know, I, I thought it was, 
there's something that other people should take advantage of. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think, you know, have, having, having, as you mentioned, having done that, like, I think, I think what was nice about it is, and and again, like all this stuff, it sounds so ridiculous when you say it out loud, but it's still powerful. It's just like, now you know about all these people. And, and once, once you have like something like anything to latch onto about knowing about someone it immediately humanizes them. And then at that point, like it makes it, it makes you give them the benefit of the doubt and it makes them more approachable and vice versa. And, and it works out well. And, and, you know, to kind of steer a little bit back to conferences in communities, I was, I was thinking when we were a couple of weeks ago, when we were doing the unconference at our, at our kickoff meeting, um, you know, I, I, I thought usually when people, um, I thought you did the the one, not the one, but the major sort of symptom of of a good introduction to an unconference is you put up what are the rules called the uh, you can move to different things if you want the like, law of mobility. Yeah, exactly. Like not everyone always goes over that, and and I think setting that expectation is very important for like an unconference. And, and I, it, I I try to do a, a good unconference. I've uh, I've had a few few practice runs. And, so. and what, why don't you go over the uh, the those 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 uh, principles, if you will, for people who don't know them. Oh, you actually want to go look at that? All right. So the the main thing, and this is all on the Open Space Technology Wikipedia, or you know, some of their other thing is, it, and it was initially called the Law of Two Feet, but then not all people have two feet, so it was changed to the Law of Mobility. See, and right away, a nice joke that everyone laughs at. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> Hopefully everyone listening. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so in, in the metaphor of feet, you have one foot of passion and you have one foot of responsibility. And this expresses the core idea of taking responsibility for what you love. And that in practical terms, you're, you're either contributing and adding value by sharing or you're learning and, and getting value because there's, there's information you don't have. And if those two things aren't true in a room – then you should use your two feet or whatever your form of mobility, it, what's, you know, whatever avail- mobility is available to you, to go somewhere where you can. So you want to just get people together. I, I feel like the unconference is actually, it's essentially what people want to do. It's what people naturally do in, in effective meetings anyway, which is put information in, get information from you know, multiple voices, have have those conversations and try to get to the point where all those perspectives can be put into account. And then, you know, if there's actions or whatever, I think it's particularly powerful when you're in a group that has, and this is also discussed in the open space, but has some mission. Like you're, you're actually trying to solve a problem as a group. Right. If you, if you have no problems or no mission, then you maybe you don't need to talk to those people. Yeah. But let's assume that you do, then this is this is a great format for for kind of getting complex problems, uh, enough surface area and enough exposure to all the different personas that you can make progress. Yeah, and 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 I, I really like that first uh that first item because it 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 it, it also uh, it's analogous to like ultimately how you make meetings effective. The way you make meetings effective is you realize why you're having a meeting which is to like do something <laughs> and, and like, and, and then you kind of work backwards. It's like, and so in order to do something, we must first know what it is we want to do, right? Like right. we want to have an agenda. And the second thing is by the end of the meeting, we should have come to a decision. And I, I mean, I'm grossly simplifying it, but 
it's sort of making explicit and in the, in the in the um uh the case of like uh this uh an open session or an unconference thing it's sort of like the point is that we're trans you're either getting information or working on a problem and you should totally feel free to leave if that's not happening yeah the, po- if that's the point not your the problem if that's not your problem go find one there's you have, exactly you have problems and there, there's an implicit thing in there is like the point is not to be social and nice <laughs> right so it's not rude if you leave right like so it's fine so it, it's a way of optimizing your time and everyone else's time as well I mean, in some ways, you're you're selfish for not maximizing the opportunity. Like, what what are you doing if you're not doing that? Right. Here, here's another thing that I added, uh, and you know, more of this is on the on the website. But there's this overarching theme around you know, come and be prepared to be surprised that you can actually make progress. And I don't know what you think, but I think most people who've experienced the unconference in other formats like DevOps Days or whatever have had great experiences. But you always want to remember that whoever comes is the right people. Right. That whatever happens is the only thing that could have. And that we collectively create this. I mean, you could, ex- you could extend that to like everything that's going on in all of our society. But at least for that room, for that space, for that hour, 45 minutes or whatever um, you know, you've set up, we're going to come in that room and we're going to put energy into it together. And what we take out of it is 100% of function of that energy that we put into it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think, I think that point is good. That That's a good illustration obliquely of like a blameless po- postmortem in the sense of whatever happens is, is what is what should have happened <laughs> to some extent. Uh, you know, let's, so I said obliquely. So like, let's re- remove the, the, the doubt and sort of blame about things going perfectly or not. And once you do that, I, I think I think there's two things that that does. One, like, so there's people like myself who, like, one, are very lazy, and I would like to just sit there and do nothing. And then two, like, I'm always a little hesitant to sort of, like, speak out in, in a group because uh, I always think someone else will have something better to say or, you know, it'll just sort of be a waste. But, like, you sort of explicitly strip away, maybe not the laziness, but but that concern in others. And you're kind of, again, it's like being very explicit about what should be going on in this session. And And I think... You know, what I've witnessed, not only at the one that we did, but at other good unconferences that happen is like, once everyone knows what the game rules are, people will play the game, to use another analogy. And I, that's why I think it's really important to go over those, uh, those games there, the, the rules. That's also why I prefer to have unconferences span two days. And we, we didn't have that opportunity uh, this time with, with our internal pivotal meeting, but the, the types of topics you get and the depths of discussion you get after people kind of get the game, you know, get their juices flowing around what's possible in those, those types of discussions, then the, the quality in, of the game sort of changes as everyone understands what kind of energy to expect from other people and how they can put their energy into the exercise and get it back. And, and that's why, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say that you can't have a great unconference on one day. But I've just noticed that the, the the quality and kind of the nuance that you get in that second day tends to be, at least for me personally, more um, more interesting, kind of more nuanced, more depth. Yeah, and, and that that brings up the point why I was bringing up these uh, going back to the the unconference and bringing up these four rules I was going to get to is I think 
you know, usually, usually when I go to your point to an event like this, not like the one we went to, but an unconference where no one knows each other, it's a little like, it's not as awesome as it could be. <laughs> but, uh, now that I've been at Pivotal for a year, there's lots of people that I know who, who were there. And when we were in actual sessions, like it was, we could just get started right away talking about interesting things. Like the, uh, the session that I guess I more or less led was, uh, I was basically talking with some of our sales and field people about what type of content and things would be valuable for you and going out and working with prospects and customers. And it was great because there was like four or five people in there who I've been working with all year. And we could just immediately talk about different types of content and really get into it. And, and I think, I think. That is because, you know, not that it was the second day of it, but we had these established relationships. And I think that goes all the way back to, uh, you know, not eating your fellow colleagues, as it were. And once you kind of establish this rapport and you have this knowledge with them, you can really have these very high performance working sessions with them, which given the proper boundaries of kind of like, here's a topic that we're going to discuss freely. I think it's, uh, it's very encouraging to like have that kind of high transaction nature with them. And uh, a, a lot of it rests on, you know, I, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking out loud to explain a lot of the, the sort of like empathy and high performance stuff we talk about in this extended community we're in a lot. But like with me and, and also the conversations other people are having in that room, we have sort of proven trust with each other <laughs> that that we can ask questions and almost show doubt and make suggestions of things like that and have a lot of back and forth without a lot of like judgment. And it was... Uh, I don't know. It's nice when you can get in that state of talking about things. And that's, that's what would be great it's, to establish in the community. That it's we have. so hard to get me in that state of talking about things. <laughs> so hard. Exactly. Exactly. But, you know, I, I mean, going back to the platform conference, right? So we have those various stakeholders that we were talking about. Let, actually, let's back up because I, I have a topic that I want to explore. Um, that I, it came in my head a minute ago when you asked that other question. But I just want to talk about why people should go to conferences at all. Mm, yeah, yeah. What's I wrote it? that down, actually. Like, like not, not Platform, Spring One, any of the stuff that's going on, you know, DevOps days, the rest of the stuff that we do. Like, why, as a, as a technical person, should you go to these social conferences? What do you think? Why would I go? Uh... Well, I mainly I mostly go to uh, find out information from people, and and also to like meet people that uh, to sort of like be kind of like an outboard uh, outboard uh, sort of brain or library for me, right? Like uh, just to like hook up with more people who will tell me things that are interesting and uh, that help out with tasks that I have in the future. It's sort of like <clears throat> you could think about it as. Um, I, I want to maximize the optionality I get out of relationships with people. <laughs> so I think that is, well, one, adorable. Um, <laughs> and two, like a particular function of, so your your role and relationship to industry and information for the last decade or so. Indeed. And, and you've it's been a while since you were a, a developer or kind of worked in that technical capacity. So, so like, it totally makes sense what you just said for you, but I'm arguing that as a technical developer that you get a huge boost in your career, huge boost in your understanding by participating in these, these larger communities and the 
face-to-face interactions that you get at a conference and the dynamics that you can have, especially once you're, uh, you're brave enough to start speaking at conferences, that will change the trajectory of your whole career. Yes. Yes. But the, the better. Yeah, I think, I think come August of this year, it'll have been a decade since I was a developer. So, uh, so yes, my, my needs have changed a lot, but yeah, when, when I would, uh, I remember going to Java one when I was a developer and it it was, uh, yeah, it was very educational. It was great. And, and it was also good to, to get introduced to new topics and ideas and things to learn that you would, you would literally like bring back to work with you and, uh, start applying. Yes. The, if you have a, this is not to name any names, but when you, have a focus on the enterprise customers that Pivotal does, and you end up going in to see some of the stuff that they're doing and how they're doing it, it's almost like a time warp. Where, and this doesn't apply to everyone, and it's obviously a spectrum, but there's, there's things that are people, people are doing every day right now that everyone knew was a bad idea in like 2005. Yeah. And, and, that's just the way they do it. And, you know, there's probably some people in the room and in the building who know there's better ways to do things or they wouldn't be talking to Pivotal. But the fact that they still do them, the fact that they still have that there, like what were, what were the choices that were made from 2005 till now that made it so you're still doing that stuff? So that, that fresh flow of information, that seeing what's possible, that and, and this was an important one for me personally, that enthusiasm, that, that excitement about what's possible what just open up a lot of more possibilities of what I could accomplish with my own, with my own tools and teams. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- th- I mean, you're hitting on, uh, the positive version of, of there's a slightly more cynical way that people sometimes say that is like, you want to look them in the eyes and make sure, and like really, you know, make sure they're being honest. And, and there is, you know, the way you put it is the positive version is like one of the ways you want to judge going down, you know, what seems like a potentially scary, but high payoff path (laughs) is, is to see how, how other people talk about it and how they react about it, what their enthusiasm is and their passion. And, and it's, that's one of the only things that you can really see in person or, or I guess at, at really high resolution video, but, uh, it's, it's good to like, in a very unstructured way, get a sense of how it's going, as I would say, for people who, who are a few steps ahead of you, if you will, and, and kind of get a, get a sense of, uh, of, of the safety of it, so to speak. Absolutely. The other thing that, I would encourage anyone, you know, and this is, this applies to our conference, but there's also lots of other opportunities in in lots of conferences now. The 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 things that you learn and the things that you become capable of when you learn how to speak, when you learn how to communicate effectively with with uh, with words and with writing, that will have a bigger positive impact on your career than knowing you know, the intricacies of some library or knowing, you know, the APIs of Amazon right now. Yeah, yeah. being able to communicate effectively. Well, because not to take anything away from knowing APIs, and it's fun to, like, and it feels very powerful to be able to spin up, you know, 100 machines or whatever on Amazon and make them do your bidding. But the way that you communicate ideas 
not just you know in a conference setting, but in a meeting. Going back to the meeting, that that's how you kind of help your organization coordinate the the rest of the human beings and just you know and you see you see this all the time there's people i know in the industry when you do a lot of work that are as good or better than almost anyone you've ever seen at a conference but no one knows who they are right and they're the you know going back to understanding the games that people are playing like you're your personal value, your ability to contribute to your family, to contribute to your society, like there's there's things that you can leverage beyond just that technical expertise that will that will give you the ability to do more things you want to do than just kind of focusing on the the narrow problem of the technology. So so do you do you think uh in in our tech world, people like uh I shouldn't say people. Do you think do you think when it comes to sort of like career management, people put enough emphasis on conferences or too much? Or how do you think how do you think that's sort of like uh working uh, I mean, out currently? I, I think it depends in different pockets. You know, I've been I've been in many different orbits and I think that there's you know, in the Silicon Valley ecosystem, in the startup e- ecosystem, you know, some of this stuff that goes on that ends up being um, purely social doesn't have a high value. I think that there's there's people there that are, are over over investing in that. Yeah. But but then there there's a lot of communities of practice that are high value, and there's a lot of people in different you know pockets of you know geography or or industry that aren't doing that. And if you're, yeah, I mean, I think this is something everyone has to tune to their own thing. But if you've never experienced what I'm talking about. Like of all the stuff that I just said about being empowered and, and advancing your career and getting excited about technology doesn't make any sense to you, then I will almost guarantee you need to go to a conference this year. <laughs> well, that, that's for sure. Yeah, you know, I, I'm also thinking I've uh, I've 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 had the uh, the opportunity to speak at several internal conferences uh, over the past year and, and then a little bit before that and. Those are another interesting dynamic, and I've been to some internal conferences, and especially as as a third party outside of the company, you get a very interesting perspective on things. But I I remember one that I went to many years ago that was uh, there was almost like uh, you could almost feel this sense of the employees like sniffing out the management and seeing if they were legit, and and then and then equally equally distressing and fascinatingly. The management was like trying to be as genuine as possible about like we want to do things in a new way and unlock all your potential. You know, I mean, all those, all those, those sort of trite things that were easy to dismiss. They actually were very interested in fixing problems. I mean, I was only there for a day, so who knows, like if they were operationalizing it correctly and all that. And then in contrast, I've also been to other conferences that are. You can almost sense these internal summits that you go to, the openness of the culture based on the questions people ask in a big open room, right? And and the things that they do, and and you know those internal conferences are another interesting. Uh, it's another good opportunity that I guess is maybe one. It might be more efficient because you don't have to fly a bunch of people around, but two, it allows you to talk about sort of internal company things a lot more openly. But I've been noticing a lot of what I would characterize as healthy companies doing that, in at least in, in their tech 
departments a lot more recently than than I previously heard about. Yeah, I don't I don't have a ton of perspective on how things were, you know, the decade or two before, but I, I've noticed that there's and maybe it's sort of this this wave of transformation as people are trying to figure out how to do new things. And I've been a part of some of these internal converse, conversations uh, conferences as well. But it, you know, they're 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 putting like 200, 300 people in a room, and having speakers from the industry come talk to them. Uh, I think that's a that's a leading indicator to me that like someone's at least trying to change the game, yeah, trying yeah. to transform the the culture. That's yeah, a, that, and and they usually even like give out pretty nice swag. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about it's all about you that's right that's right uh yeah I, I went i went to one down in san antonio a while ago and they had they had a fantastic buffet lots of fajitas and everything it was great oh yeah <laughs> uh so so what are the, what are the dates of the platform conference did, did we uh did we go over that yet it's in the fall sometime right i don't have them memorized yet it is august 1st through 4th in las vegas that's right so yeah. there will be air conditioning. <laughs> that is assured. <laughs> and and it wasn't as you can imagine the it wasn't the first choice of venues or or dates. But as a as a consequence of of other things like that's uh that's the best one we could find that that would accommodate the the goal. Yeah, I, I I think I think uh, what it was that that's like four days that that'll be fun. So do, you know, do you have some sort of preview? Like, do we have any of the uh, uh, like the ideas or tracks hammered out yet? What's going to happen during it? Here's the beauty: there are no tracks. Oh, wonderful! Yes, is, is it is it just one track? What 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 does that mean? No tracks? It's too it's too many people to have a a, a one track conference. I think, and there's too many personas to do that. Although that would be a fun experiment to try. So the 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 thing that we're trying to do that's different than it, you know, you go to conferences that have tracks is and especially you think about our portfolio and, and spring and, and some of the other things we're doing. If you have a, a spring cloud data flow talk, then is that a talk about the platform? Mm. Is that a talk about spring? Is that a talk about data? There's you know, and then who knows what you're even doing? Like you could be data science, whatever. So the the thing we're going to do for for platform is have a taxonomy, and you'll have tags, and they'll be we'll put, try to put together the best possible program, you know, across the different themes. But there's there's so much mixing and kind of going back to the stated goal of of mixing personas. It's like, oh yeah, what we're going to do try to do. Is like we're going to have a conference, and it's for developers and operators. And this is the developer track, and this is the operator track. It's like, well, eh, right, right. Now that but makes sense. Let's get away from that. You 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 want to have a uh, you want to have a smoothie, not a deconstructed casserole. Did they ever tell you about the deconstructed casserole I ate in Minneapolis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm starting to picture it. Yeah, it it was it was very literal, right? Like someone someone one of our. Uh, one of the other Andrews we have around here, Andrew Ripka, he told me about this place. It, they deconstruct casseroles, and and they literally do that. It's like they take what would normally be one big giant casserole, like all mixed together, and they serve it to you in, in its component parts. And and it was, uh, 
I was not expecting that when we went there. I thought it would just be like, you know, some kind of hipstery type of place where you've got like small portions on big plates and like handcrafted cocktails. But it was it was very uh, they just took apart the ingredients and cooked them. They were delicious and served them to you as uh, separate so, things. So what did they do? They got got like a bowl of macaroni and then like another bowl of cream of mushroom soup. Yeah, like I, I think what I ordered was like the lamb casserole or something because I have this rule that when I'm traveling, if there's lamb on the menu, I order it. I I don't know why, but it, you know I like it. And and so there was like there was like lamb ribs and some sort of yeah some sort of like macaroni polenta blob or whatever and some vegetables and then and then sadly there was like some like lamb testicles which were not very good uh but normally but they were all separate and normally those things would i guess would have been together in a casserole um but uh you could experience them bite by bite so i'm trying to i'm trying to put it all together in a in a delicious casserole that's that, that normally that's what you would you would be served yes it would be one unit. It's like, to use another analogy, we have this delicious dish here in Texas called the King Ranch Casserole, which is basically like a lasagna, except it uses corn tortillas instead of lasagna noodles and cheese and taco meat instead of, uh, you know, spaghetti filling. And, and then a bunch of cheese on top. So you could get that as one big casserole or you could get corn tortillas, cheese, taco meat and like sour cream, like separately. That would be the deconstructed King Ranch casserole. I don't know if that would be good. I think, I mean, honestly, in some sense, that's what all the different conferences are now. So we're exactly. tr- we're trying to put them all put them all together. All the things that we touch, all the things that we do, all the things that we, we think we're helping people do. We want we want to bring that together and kind of tell that in a in a choir. We'll, we'll, let's go to a different metaphor. That's not the <laughs> <laughs> not the food metaphor. Exactly. But, but but kind of bring up this this um, this choir of, of all the different personas and voices and and sing one song. That's right. It's all, there is no deconstruction in team, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> how the saying goes. That's exactly how the saying goes. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, I I, th- I think as we get closer to it, we'll have to, we'll have to check in again. You know, amongst our various other uh, exciting topics we traipse around. But uh, yeah, that'll be a fun conference to go to. And you know, also there there's uh, there's a bunch of uh, I mean, at the very least, you should be able to come hang out with me and Kote. Exactly. And and also like you know, if if you need to get some training before you do that, I think we're gonna have. I don't know if we have the dates ironed out, but we're gonna have some road shows and like mini conferences that we'll be doing geographically. Oh, the, I mean, our, we're gonna put some uh, air miles on the on the team this year. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I I saw that one of our teammates, Casey, has like a hundred thousand miles from last year. That's crazy, and he hasn't he didn't even travel the whole time. I, I Josh Long probably got close to. 200 or something oh no doubt that's that's he he's always a special case he's he's the outlier that's that that should be his new nickname on on many spectrums <laughs> but we we actually have a lot of uh a lot of stuff we'll be doing uh at, at various cities and locally that that'll be fun as well and then also i was i've just started looking at the devops days list that we have and uh we're, we're like right before the quiet of the storm of that there's there's a lot of really good devops days locations uh coming up that'll be fun to be at as well but uh yeah, I mean, hopefully we've gone over some some good notions of uh, of, of what to do at conferences and why they're valuable. You so got any- get it, get out of the office, see what everyone's doing. Exactly. You have anything else you want to go over before we wrap up? I mean, I think that was a good run. We should, uh, you know, it's been a couple of days since we did a podcast, and this was uh, this was an interesting one for me. But 
we should do another one soon. That's right. Well, you know, as always, uh, if, if you want to hear more about the difference between a casserole and a deconstructed casserole, or just how to improve what your software is doing, you can always check out this podcast, Pivotal Conversations. If you go to uh, pivotal.io slash podcast or podcast, you can find the show notes and the RSS feeds and everything like that. And We, uh, we, we should throw one out to the audience that what would you like to hear Uncle Andrew rant about? Oh sure, and we're all we, we're always hungry for topics. We, we could do that on a on a weekly basis. That's right. So so just uh, if if you wanna if you wanna write something in Twitter and tag it with hashtag Uncle Andrew, <laughs> well uh, that that would be a great way to uh, to to send topics our ways, and 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 uh, we'll see about incorporating those. We'll see if we get anything. That would be Un- fantastic. Uncle Little Idea. <laughs> Either well, one of those will work. Old man Schaefer. That's right. Yells at cloud. Uh, Well, perfect. Well, great. Well, uh, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see everyone next time. Cheers.